What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Lost Lifting Talk. Today's episode is going to revolve around progressive overload and how to create that inside of your training to ensure that over time you're actually progressing your training, which is going to lead to adaptions inside of your body composition, which is going to lead to you building some muscle definition to actually get the result from your training that you want to. I know that when I started first training back in the day, programming was very complicated. It was either you go in and throw a dart at the the wall with blindfolds on and just try to do different exercises and get a pump and get as sore as possible. And then you start to learn a little bit about progressive overload to where you should be doing more volume over time. So I would do different rep ranges all the time and just try to add volume and and try to get stronger in different ways. And I was ultimately always left frustrated because I didn't have a system in place to actually create progressive overload to ensure that I was progressing and being as efficient as possible and not wasting any time in the gym. And that's the biggest thing, right? That's the last thing that any of us want is to go into the gym and have what we're doing not actually being effective. And it's just either maintaining the result that we've already created or worse, regressing us or even ending up injured. And that's what was happening with me. I was running my head into the wall over and over and over trying to create progress but I wasn't doing it in an efficient manner, again, because I didn't have a system in place. I'm gonna talk to you guys about three different systems that you can put in place inside of your workouts to ensure that you're creating the best progress possible inside of those workouts. And each system is going to be a little bit more advanced. So we're gonna talk about a beginner system, an intermediate system, and a advanced system, all for linear progression models that you can use inside of your training programs to have them be as effective as possible. So the first progression model that we're gonna go over is the simplest of all three. And it's the one that I would advise for all beginners. If you've never used progression inside of your training from week to week, this would be the one that I would suggest that you use. And it's just called linear progression. So all that it is, is literally keeping your rep range the same each and every week, keeping the same amount of reps, but just shooting for a little bit more weight each and every week with the same amount of reps that you're doing because you're gonna be able to build the most amount of strength as a beginner so you can get away with just adding weight to the bar little by little, week after week to continue creating progress inside of your training. It's the fastest route, but it's one that you're going to run into a, into a roadblock at some point because you can't just keep adding weight to your exercises forever or else ultimately, you would be doing thousands of pounds. The more advanced that you get, the more strategic you have to get. So for linear progression, all that it is is simply adding five to 10 pounds to the bar each and every week while keeping reps the same. So let's say for the squat, say you're doing three sets of eight for 135 pounds. You do that in week one. In week two, you do three sets of eight with 140 pounds. Week three, three sets of eight with 145 pounds. And then the next week, 150, 155, 160, and all the way up while you can keep reps the same throughout just to keep progressing and creating progressive overload to advance your training into the intermediate phase. Now you're gonna hit a point to where you can't just keep adding weight. And when that point comes, I like to switch to a double progression model. So this is where we, instead of just picking a single rep target that we're trying to hit, 
we give ourselves a rep range that we are trying to hit. So let's say instead of trying to hit eight reps on everything that we're doing, now we're going to be shooting for six to eight reps on everything that we're doing. So let's say you're at on the squat. Let's say you can do it for 185 pounds for six reps. Let's say you do that in the week one, 185 pounds for six reps. In week two, we're going to try to do 185 pounds for eight reps. But let's say you only get it for three sets of seven reps. So then in week three, you're going to come back, hit 185 pounds, but you're going to try to hit it for eight reps. Now let's say that you can get all three sets for eight reps. In the following week, now you've hit the top of that rep range. You're going to bring reps back down to six, and you're going to add five to ten pounds to the bar. So now we're going to, and we're going to go to 195 pounds. Now we're try, going to try to hit three sets of six. In the next week, we're going to try to hit three sets of seven. The next week, we're going to try to hit three sets of eight. And now you're at the top of the rep range. You'll add weight once again. Let's say you can get up to 205 pounds at this point and repeat the process. So you're either always adding reps to the sets that you're doing or when you get to the top of the rep range, then you add weight. So you're always either adding reps or you're either adding weight. It's still a linear progression model, but we call it double progression because it's reps or weight and we're not just trying to always add weight to the bar. So this is another really good way to try to progress. This would be a way that I would advise progressing a lot of your accessory work and a lot of your isolation work. So anything that you do after your big compound movement in a day, this is a great model to use for like for arms, for leg curls, for leg extensions, for shoulder raises, all the different type of isolation type movements that are single joint that where you're just focusing on one muscle group to where you can't use as much weight. It allows you to perform up the reps over time, but then you're still gradually adding weight every so often as well while staying in that rep range, which is still creating adaptions and still creating progress over time. And then at some point, this is going to get hard to do as well. And once this does get hard, this is where we get to the more advanced type of linear progression, which is called linear periodization. And for this, we're going to add weight to the bar each and every week. But as each week passes, we're going to take away one rep. So as the intensity goes up, the weight, the volume comes down so that we can handle the weight that's going up over time. So progress doesn't happen week to week anymore. Progress actually happens from block to block. So let's say that your workout programs are in four-week blocks. This is how this would work. Let's say, again, we're going to go for a six to eight rep range on a barbell squat, and we're going to start with 185 pounds. So in that first week, we're going to shoot for 185 pounds for eight reps. In week two, we're going to go to 195 pounds, but we're going to go for seven reps. You upped weight and you dropped volume. In week three, we're going to go for 100 and what would that be? No, 205 pounds for six reps. Again, you added weight, but you dropped the amount of reps. In week four, you'll deload to wash away the fatigue. And then when you come back in week five, what you're going to do is add five to 10 pounds to that week one at eight reps. You're still progressing. Now all the weights in week three through, or excuse me, in weeks five through eight are going to be a little bit heavier than they were in weeks one through four. So you're going to use, let's say 195 pounds for eight reps. In week two, you're going to go 205 pounds for seven reps. In week, what would that be? Week seven, you're going to do 215 pounds for six reps. And again, you'll deload 
drop down the volume, let yourself recover, then go into the third block and do that over, but add a little bit of weight in week nine. So now let's say you're at 205 pounds for three sets of eight, then you go 215, the sets of seven, and then 225 for sets of six. So you're progressing from block to block, but you're adding intensity each week while you're dropping the volume that you're doing to be able to handle it. Again, that's a little bit more of a pro- uh, advanced system, but it works really well as well. So in your position right now, have you been following linear progression to where each week you're trying to add weight to the bar? If you have and you're still doing well and you're not hitting failure in your sets and you can still progress, just keep doing that. At some point, you're not going to be able to. Like I said, if you could always add weight, we would be superhumans and lifting thousands of pounds within our lifting career. Unfortunately, it won't keep working. So at some point, you're going to have to switch to a different progression system, which I would suggest double progression, where you start adding a rep each week in a particular rep range. And once you get to the top of that rep range, then you add weight and drop the sets, the reps back down and start over to work to the top of that rep range again. Again, at some point, that's going to get hard and you're not going to be able to keep adding reps and you're not going to be able to keep adding weight. At this point, we'll then move to a linear periodization model to where you're not progressing week to week. The progression is much slower and you're progressing from block to block each week you are adding weight but you're dropping reps and then every block you're just using a little bit more weight than you did in the block before and so now that we talk about progression and how all of this works there's a couple things that might be on your mind first and foremost you can't just be going into the gym and doing different workouts all the times or different exercises what i would advise in most of your work is your heavy compound movements Make your workouts into 12-week blocks. The big heavy compound movements in those blocks, the first exercise of each day, should stay the same for that 12-week period, and you progress it in whatever way I just mentioned. You can do a double progression, a linear progression, or a linear periodization model and progress that over time. But in the four-week blocks, inside of that big 12-week block, you can switch up the accessory work inside of that over that period. So like all of the accessory and the isolation work. So everything that comes after that first big compound movement, those movements can change over time inside of whatever type of split that you're following. They can change every four weeks, but you'll just follow a double progression model with those exercises from week to week. And then after four weeks, you switch them up, do something that's a little bit more fresh just to keep things fun. If you're always following the same training program over and over and over, it can get a bit monotonous, but that doesn't mean we want to be switching things up all the time. You want to keep things consistent for a long enough time to be able to progress at them. Again, the big compound movements, I would always advise keeping those in for at least eight to 12 weeks. With my online clients, I like to keep them in for 12 weeks. And then every four weeks, I switch out all of the accessory and isolation movements so that the workouts are switching up just enough to keep it fun, yet they're in there for long enough that you can create progression inside of those workouts. So really take a look at your own training program. Do you have systems in place to help you create progress over time? And what this means is you're going to need to start tracking your workouts. Again, are you exercising or are you training? Exercising is just going to the gym and burning calories to try to be healthy. That's great. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But if you're training and you have a goal of looking leaner or looking more toned, which just means that you have more muscle definition at a leaner body fat percentage, or if you want to be more ripped, whatever it may be, 
you have to train for that particular goal. And you have to put some sort of system of progressive overload into your training to make sure that you're going to reach that goal by the end. And if you don't, you're going to spin your wheels. You're probably going to end up getting hurt at some point and you're not going to going to enjoy your training as much. I remember being so frustrated inside of my own training because I didn't understand these principles. I didn't understand how to go about creating progress every week without my training sucking. And there's nothing worse going into the gym and not, not being sure if what you're doing is actually going to create the progress in terms of your body composition that you want it to. Again, the last thing any of us want to do is waste our time. So getting a little bit more intentional with your training and what you're doing is going to maximize the time that you're investing. Of course, it might be a little bit inconvenient and you might not love it at first, but I promise you, as you start tracking, if you have a notebook to track your weights that you're using, if you have a phone, I like to use the app rep count. I just use that on my phone. It's super convenient because I can list out my workouts and then I can just copy and paste the workouts from week to week. And it shows me the reps that I did and the weight that I used in the last week and how I'm progressing it over time. So it's really convenient. That's called rep count and it's 100% free to use. But if you don't want to use an app, if you don't want to use your phone, you can always just get a notebook and do it yourself. But just make sure you're adding some sort of progression into what you're doing. And each training, each workout you do, has a purpose in terms of that progression. And that's how you're going to maximize your time in the gym. This is something that I wish I would have known a long time ago. So figure out your system. If you haven't ever done a progression type training block before, I would suggest starting with linear progression. Start with a weight in week one with your big compound movements that leaves you with two or three reps left in the tank in whatever rep range that you're using. I would suggest probably somewhere around the five to eight rep range, and all the accessory work could be anywhere from the eight to 15 rep range. All the isolation work could be in the 10 to 20 rep range. I do have in a podcast episode, I have two podcast episodes actually that I will link down below that I did back in the day. One was on how to build a training program that goes into all the questions that you probably have right now in terms of what exercises to choose, how to lay out those exercises, how to find what split's going to work best for you, how many sets should you be doing, how many reps should you be doing. All of that is explained in how to build a training program. I'll link that episode down below, as well as how to build a workout day. I have that as an episode as well that I will link down below that will build out your actual exercise selection, the reps and sets to be using inside of each day, what type of split to set up and all that kind of stuff. So I really do appreciate you guys. I hope that this brought you some value. If you have any questions, like I've always said before, my link is down below to my email address. You can always shoot me a message in my inbox. I'm always happy to help, happy to answer any questions that you might have to ensure that you're able to maximize the time that you're investing into yourself and into your body as well. So like I said, I appreciate you all and I'll talk with you soon.